Well, good evening, everybody. Pray you've had a restful weekend. We're getting to the part of the school year where the honeymoon's over, right? You may, like freshmen, yeah, people help you move in. We're not helping you with your homework now, right? So, but keep your heads up. Don't run yourselves ragged and just push forward with balance, right? Prayer, study, relationship, exercise. Make sure you're being human. Fall breaks right around the corner. And you're lucky at Carol because you get so many breaks. It's so great. So that means I get a break too. <laughs> so, um, and just so you guys know, Today I have to say certain prayers because there's a synod in Rome. It has one of the worst names ever, the Synod on Synodality. But I have to do the prayers. Rome has asked that I do prayers as they open that synod, so um, just so you know. So for the church, every Sunday is a solemnity, right? The highest form of liturgy and the biggest day of celebration that we can have, you know, Christmas, Easter, uh, and, and many, many other solemnities throughout the year. And the reason every Sunday is a solemnity is because we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord every single Sunday. And we look with hope toward Jesus, who will make all things new. And Sundays, of course, they look a little different in Advent and in Lent because of what types of seasons those are and what the what we as a church are doing in those seasons, but every Sunday is a solemnity. And that means that Sundays trump any lesser feast day that would fall on a certain date, and we wouldn't celebrate those feast days. Today is one of those days. October 1st is the feast day of St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, who, who is a saint that's incredibly close to my heart. I've been to Lisieux like twice. I wrote my thesis on specific aspects of her life, and I turned back to her autobiography time and time again for spiritual wisdom. You know, she's a mega saint, right? Uh, a lot of Catholics your age are like, St. Therese, give me a red rose so I know I can get married to this person. And I'm like, you guys are dumb. Um, <laughs> she's, she's much more than that, I promise, right? Uh, funny story, though, about being in Lisieux. I was in the train station, like, and you know, or train stations are underground, or we came in underground uh, into a tunnel. French train stations are disgusting, right? They smell so bad. And so we come into the city, and I come up, I was like, oh, this is horrible. Where am I? Why am I here? This is disgusting. And I come up, and like the second that I get into the fresh air of the city, it literally smells like roses. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. St. Therese is here, right? I can't focus on that French infrastructure. Ugh. But it was really beautiful because it was, like, distinct and there were no roses around. She's still participating in the life of that city in particular. Um, but, yeah, so because St. Therese is my girl, right, I can't help but preach about her, uh, even though we're not celebrating her today, right? And it's easy to do because... In her life, she was one with Christ, and he was her spouse, and so the gospel became written on her heart in a way that it often does with the holy saints of the church. So we can relate 
the word of God with her life in a very real and authentic way. I think that one of the reasons I love St. Therese so much is because her faith and spirituality was so simple and so human. She was, she was holy, of course, but she didn't try to, to be something that she wasn't. She recognized and overcame suffering and scrupulosity really by sim- simply trusting in God. And she recognized herself as a sinner and handed that over to Christ who died for our sins. Really simple. All the things that we're supposed to do, but that for some reason are so hard for us. Right? She lived a, a simple life in her own skin, in her own humanity, with all its quirks. Knowing with confidence that God loves that very humanity. And she knew how to love, right? She, she came to practice love in this incredible down-to-earth way that allowed for her growth into sainthood. I mean, you may have heard the quote from Therese where she says, to pick up a pin for the love of God can save souls. Brothers and sisters, we have so much to learn from this simple but vast faith of St. Therese of Lisieux. Everything we do in our lives can be an offering of love to God. From the most simple actions, brushing your teeth for love of God. How many of you have ever thought of that? I never have. I literally just thought of that, right? But, or, or, I mean, from that to the greatest acts of heroism, everything in between. Love can totally encompass every single aspect of what we do. In fact, that's the call of a Christian, right? It's not like we love here and then, ah, I'm going to go take a rest and not love. It's not how it's supposed to be. And Therese herself calls her simple spirituality the little way, and And many describe it as doing small things with great love, but I think it's so much more than that. The the little way is simply living with confidence and humility the way we're supposed to live, right? In relationship and in abandonment to the God who loves us so much. Confidence, humility, and abandonment. Three incredibly difficult things that that we idealize, but we never practice. It's living our humanity well in the situations and circumstances that God has given to us. And it looks totally different for everyone, right? We all have different hearts, different capacities to receive grace, and different abilities to do different things. And... Therese talks about this in her autobiography because her spirituality is for everybody, right? She compares a soul that's capable of greatness with those who aren't. And, and I'm paraphrasing here, but read her book. It's great. She says that some people have, like, the capacity of a thimble to be filled with grace, and some have, like, the capacity of a bucket. But as long as they're both to their capacity, then we're living our lives in holiness, Right? I think of myself as a thimble, and then someone like John Paul II, who's like a swimming pool of grace, you know? Or she also makes another analogy with the flowers of the field. 
she says, if everyone wanted to be a rose, the world would be a miserable place, right? Think of like going to Glacier and seeing all the wildflowers. If they were all the same, it'd be so boring. She says, the springtime would lose its loveliness, but the fields, they need all these different types of flowers. Great ones, simple ones, small ones, large ones. And we need to be able to, to recognize in ourselves who and what we are and live in that. That's what she's saying, right? Our own personal holiness comes with allowing God to fulfill our individual capacity for grace. If we only have the capacity to be filled as much as a thimble, let it be filled. If you have the capacity of a five-gallon bucket, then fill it. But don't try to be what you're not. No one can or wants to actually live that way. And, and to know what you are takes self-knowledge, humility, confidence, and abandonment. Holiness is not grandiose as we tend to think it is, right? We see these, these pictures of saints who are floating with their hands like this. Like, oh, that's what I have to do? If that was it. It would be so easy. Except for the floating part, but you know. But holiness is doing the will of God which is what our hearts are made for. Well, but let me be clear, though. That doesn't mean you settle for less, right? You got to know your capacity. You, you can't be like, oh, I'm just really little, and then just not do anything. While we shouldn't try to be what we aren't, it also means that we must become who we are. If someone as small and as simple as St. Therese of Lisieux can become a spiritual giant in her humility, you might be surprised at what God is asking of you. But I promise that if you abandon yourself and do his will, you'll find joy. Real joy. Not what the world offers. So while there's so many differences between our capacities and what we're meant to do, there's one aspect of humanity that everybody has, and that's sin. Everybody's a sinner, right? Everyone has fallen, and everyone will fall again, even if we're striving for holiness. Proverbs 24:16 says that a righteous man falls seven times a day. And I'm like, wow, a righteous man does that. How many times do I fall per day? But the next part of that verse actually encapsulates something that St. Therese lived incredibly well. A righteous man falls seven times a day and rises again. And our gospel today, I think, speaks right into the heart of this. A young man disobeys his father, but repents and does his will. Right? And then Jesus says, tax collectors and prostitutes are repenting and coming back into communion with God. Nothing's beyond his mercy. Not a single thing. Brothers and sisters, fallen humanity is bound to sin. 
We're going to sin. And repentance requires the humility to actually believe that Jesus Christ forgives us of our sins by his sacrificial offering on the cross. Now hear me. Jesus loves you even though you've sinned. Even though you've fallen. Christ, by his incarnation, he knew that he was entering an absolute mess of a world. Right? Because when Adam and Eve fell, it wasn't, it, it wasn't just like, oops. No. The world shattered. The order of everything shattered. Absolute mess. But he also knew what he was entering into when it came to your own personal mess. Jesus loves the mess. He loves the mess, right? He loves your mess. He loves my mess. And I know that Therese understood this so well. Because she, she knew that, and I quote, and remember this quote, she says, if you're willing to bear serenely the trial of being displeasing to yourself, then you'll be a pleasant place of shelter for Jesus. If you're willing to bear serenely the, tri the trial of being displeasing to yourself, then you'll be a pleasant place of shelter for Jesus. Those exact places in our hearts where we don't ever want to go are the places that Jesus wants to be the most. And St. Therese understood this. She, un she understood herself as a sinner, but she abandoned herself to the merciful love of God. Right? And it was in that abandonment, in that total confidence, that God transformed her heart and made her a saint. It was in the very depth of her humanity, the raw reality of her life, that God worked. And don't, don't think for a minute that Therese's issues were, were not as painful as your own simply because she's a saint, right? Her mother died when she was four, and this created a neurosis in her that made her literally unbearable to everyone in her family. And, and she suffered that till she was like 14. She had separation anxiety and all these things. Then her father gets dementia and dies when she's 22. And then she herself, she gets tuberculosis, and she died with a fourth of her left lung at the age of 24. She suffered. And she sinned in her life, right? But in simplicity of heart, she was able to abandon all of that to the Lord who made her a saint. Brothers and sisters, it is with simplicity of heart and deep trust that we have to move forward. No matter what we're suffering ourselves, whether that's our own sinfulness, our own woundedness, tragedies in our life, pains in our life, if we can, in the humanity that's ours, entrust everything with confidence to Jesus, then we'll see the transformation that we desire. Then we'll receive the joy that we're constantly searching for.
But this, happy, this happiness that we want, this thing that we're looking forward to, it only happens through him. Only through him. And it happens in the way that he wants to do it. And, and he wants to take the circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in, the reality of our life, and change those things in his own way. Are you willing to let him do that? Or are you going to hold on to control and, and keep trying all the things that never, ever work? Let him do it. I'll leave you with this quote from St. Therese. She says, It is confidence, nothing but confidence, that must lead us to love. Brothers and sisters, God is love. Be confident in that love. And watch how he works in your lives.